Welcome to the Living Fear Free Podcast. I am Dee Price, your host, and I want to thank you for joining me today. This is episode 11 of 30. So in my last podcast, I spoke a bit about the weapons that God has given us to defeat fear and to live a fear-free life. And we looked at the scripture in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6, which says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Fear is a stronghold. It goes on to say, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So I also listed some of the weapons we've been given according to the Bible. I listed those weapons as the word of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of every born-again believer, and authority. The one I failed to put on the list and which I am adding are angels because uh, we've been been given angels and so I want us to look at their role in our protection as well. So one of the things we need to understand is that our battle against fear is standing and maintaining the victory that has already been won against fear. We're not fighting to get the victory. We fight from the place of victory. We're not fighting from the place of defeat. We're fighting from the place where the victory over fear is already won for us by Jesus Christ. In a previous podcast, I spoke a little about our imagination, and I want to go a little bit deeper into that subject because when we look at it, a big part of fear in our lives is brought on by what we do with our imagination. So let me read uh, verse 5 in the scripture again. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. How do we do that? Well, we answer those thoughts of fear. When a thought comes that says, you're not going to have enough money to do this, we're going to say, yeah, because my God meets all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We use the word of God to combat the thought that comes up, that pops up in our imagination. Fear begins in your imagination by an enemy who hates you. You see, the place where Satan really works against us is through the power of suggestion, saying something to you, showing something to you, trying to inflict fear in your life, trying to get you to panic. Panic is groundless fear. You becoming fearful over something that hasn't happened yet, and you spend a lot of time pondering the question, what if? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? That's the power of suggestion. But every one of you, if you've been born again, you have the Son of God living on the inside of you. So according to Ephesians 1.19, you have raising from the dead power living on the inside of you. John 14.12 says the works that Jesus did, you will do also. You already have all that you need to live a victorious, fear-free life living on the inside of you right now. The real you, your spirit, is an awesome, awesome 
awesome part of who you are, but very few Christians have seen themselves that way. Most Christians, if they're told they have some disease that's fatal, have already put more faith in what the doctor says than in what the Word of God says because they can see it in their imagination. They can see what the doctor said, and they see it. They keep running it over in their minds. They can see people that have had cancer, that have died of cancer. So therefore, they see this negative image, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for them. Unfortunately, most Christians have not seen the supernatural power of God that lives on the inside of them. So their faith has not been activated because their imagination is fixed on the negative. Understand this. You have an enemy who spends time developing personal strategies against you. And those strategies are designed to stop you from reaching and achieving the call of God over your life. But the Bible says in Luke 10, 19, that you have authority over all of those strategies. The assignment of the enemy is how can I paralyze you and stop you so that you won't take possession of the things that you've already been given? Do you know why people can get healed of a cold easier than they can get healed of cancer? It's not because it takes more power from God's standpoint to heal cancer than it does a cold. No. The same anointing that heals a cold heals cancer. The same anointing that heals a headache can heal anything, AIDS, lupus, or whatever. It's not varying degrees of God's power that's the issue. But the problem is with a cold, you don't have the same fear. You don't have the same level of unbelief. You don't have an image of seeing people dying from a cold. And so, therefore, there's not as much unbelief holding you back. That's the difference. When it comes to cancer, people have heard words. They've heard stories. They've seen movies. And most likely, they probably know someone or have seen someone that has had their body waste, wasted away. And so the image they have is uppermost in their mind. They see this negative image and it's already painted a picture in their imagination. This is the reason people find it harder to be healed of cancer than of a cold. Not because it takes more power from God, but because they don't see themselves dying from a cold, but they will see themselves dying from cancer. It's not God who's the problem. It's us. We allow the world and the negative experiences of the world to paint pictures within us. When the doctor pronounces over a person that they have lupus or ALS or cancer, the average person will go and study out those diseases and get all the information that they can and see what the end result of this is going to be. And then after they have all this negative information, after they've fed that fear and seen all the terrible effects of the disease, then they'll go back and try to believe God. But now it's such a struggle because they've already fed their imagination. They fed that image on the inside of them. But you have authority over the devil. You have authority over every disease. You have authority over every negative thought. You have authority over what you see. You have authority over what you hear. You have authority over hurts. You have authority over your emotions that are negative. You have authority over any attack that comes your way, but you have to start reminding yourself like, okay, I'm going through this, but I've already got authority over this thing.
So how do you learn what you have authority over? (laughs) That's easy. You have to dig into the Word of God. You must begin to train your imagination to meditate on and to see yourself doing and having what God says you have and who God says you are. How? Well, let's take a quick look again at Luke 10, 19. He said, behold, this is Jesus who said it. He said, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, that first word power is actually the word authority. He has given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power. That second word power is ability over all the ability of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So let's look at an illustration. Let's take a regular man standing in the middle of the street and traffic is coming from all directions and he's trying to stop this traffic. So most people might stop because as a whole, we're no, we're nosy people, but I've got the right to stop or not because he, as far as I'm concerned, he ain't got no authority. But you take that same man and put him in a uniform and dress him as a police officer and he's outside directing traffic. That police officer has been given the authority to do what he's doing. And if he holds up his hand and blows his whistle, we're going to stop because he has the authority. He doesn't have the strength to stop that car, but he has the authority to stop it. Well, that's what Jesus has given you and I, the born-again believer. We have been given the authority. Whatever Whatever ability the enemy has, and it's really been stripped away, but that's for another podcast. Anyway, whatever ability he has in your life right now, you've been given power. You've been given authority or the right to command over whatever it is rearing its ugly head in your life. What we're talking about is fear, but it's up to you to exercise it. So in the next podcast, we're going to dive more into how we work the Word of God and exercise our authority over fear. Until then, this is Dee Price, and I will see you in the next episode on Living Fear Free. Have a great day. Bye.